0: Hey, this is Beth Erickson with Notes from Minnesota, where I celebrate a magnificently mundane creative life and wrangle a writing career in the middle of nowhere. Plus, I probably have too many opinions, but oh well. This is episode number fifty-five. Oh my gosh, hard to believe in it. Time mean, just goes too fast. Ah, uh, thanks for tuning in today. Um, I don't have any announcements, so to speak, except. Subscribe to Writing, etc. It's free. You get a whole lot of fun stuff and in on some really great deals from Filbert Publishing, which is my company, and we have some pretty good books coming out as of late. So that's kind of cool. So we may as well just hop to it and get to our feature discussion today. I'm going to talk about broken hearts, and nah, it's probably not what you think, but that's that's all good anyway. Um, crazy crazy thing happened since last time we chatted. Ugh. Yeah. When I talk about working in the middle of Minnesota in the middle of nowhere in the middle of who knows what. This is kind of what I'm talking about. This is this is going to be a real interesting slice of life for anybody who's ever had something weird happen. So, um typical afternoon, I'm sitting in my writing chair. When my dear husband, who was supposed to be at work, but he was not for some crazy reason, he just popped his head into my workspace and said, Hey, how would you like to take me to Wilmer? And I was like, um, not right now. I'm in the middle of something. I'm, you know, (laughs) we've been married for so long and I get a little blunt sometimes. And then he's like, no, I I think I'd like to go to Wilmer. I think you need to take me and I think I need to go to the emergency room. Well, then he kind of, yeah, he got my attention at that point and um, so grabbed all my stuff, hopped in our little car and on our way to Wilmer, which is uh, five miles away, I said, do you want to go to urgent care? And he's like, "Uh, no, I think I need to go to the emergency room. And at that point, he like grasped his chest and he said, "Um, we need to get there as soon as possible, Ah, which kind of scared me now. COVID has hit some of our smaller hospitals pretty bad. And uh, ours, yeah, um, nothing's the same. Nothing is the same. I've lived here my whole life. I've, And I drove to the emergency room. And you know how they usually have this, we used to have this bay, you just drive up and whoop up the magical door would go, you'd go in this little garage, they'd take your loved one. And then you'd go park. Well, no more bay. No one's allowed in there. But you know, ambulances, who'd have thought. And so I had to drop him off at the door. I dropped him off at the front door of the hospital and he kind of hobbled in and I went to go park. And when I got there, I was kind of surprised because normally when people, well, Maurice had one other heart attack, Maurice, my husband, and uh, just touching his chest, Got him surrounded by medical personality, personality, personnel, and they would whisk him into the appropriate area. This time, I found him just sitting there at registration and kind of struggling to get through all of the. Where's your insurance card? Where's yours? Where's that? And um, then they told him to go in the waiting room, and there's my husband sitting in the waiting room. Hand clasping his chest and I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, what's going on? This is so not right. <sighs> Turns out oh, the in every single emergency room bay was filled with COVID patients. Pretty much all of them had not been vaccinated, and so there they all were having COVID in the emergency room while my husband was sitting in the waiting room having a heart attack. Now, I I know I probably had a very judgmental tone at that point, but I was terrified, absolutely terrified. I, how do you stand, or how do you sit in, I was standing, I couldn't sit. How do you stand at an emergency room, waiting room, watching your loved one clutching their chest, turning gray and kind of woozy and... Oh my God, it was just, mm, I have never experienced anything quite like that. So anyway, eventually someone finally came out and got him because a room opened up and in we went. They hooked up, hooked him up to all these wires and the EKG lady came in. Oh, hats off to that woman. She was amazing. I wish I had gotten her name because she she was just so kind. Everyone else was a little bit tired and frosty. And, um, yeah, I don't blame them. I do not blame them, but she was just very reassuring, hooked him up. And then the doctor looked at the thing, entered our room and he said, the helicopter will be here in 18 minutes. Now the helicopter, because like I said, we live in the middle of nowhere when things are bad, especially like cardiac, um, Everyone gets flown an hour, well, it's an hour drive, 60 miles north of here, to a big old city called St. Cloud, Minnesota, and that's exactly where they sent my husband. the um, Big old helicopter came, and they whisked him off. I, of course, don't get to go in the helicopter for obvious reasons, nor did our son, and so we just basically had to, like, leave. You know, bye, everybody and we'd stood outside, watched the helicopter get filled up with our loved one and off they flew and there we were. And uh, that was the longest ride of my life. Yeah, I, 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 they had my phone number. I told them to call me if anything came up. I was concerned for my husband because we stupidly had his hearing aids. He has, he's a sheet metal worker and does not hear well at all. And we had his hearing aids serviced the day before, and he didn't have his ears. He couldn't hear anything, and so I had to, I was so concerned for him. So anyway, we—we, we, my son and I went to St. Cloud, and we were just so, so fortunate that my sister happened to be around that day, and she happens to be one of the most incredible people you'll ever meet, period, hands down. She drove us. And I was like, "What do I do with my car?" I was sobbing and not exactly a pillar of strength because I was scared. Maury looked so different; it was just tremendously scary. But my dear sister got her husband to tend to my car and his car, and I don't know who else all, who's all card. And well, she drove us to St. Cloud to to find out whatever happened to Maury. When we got to St. Cloud, uh, he was in the cardiac intensive care unit. Oh my God! Hearing those words just about killed me. But we walked up there, and well, we we had we were an hour off from him. He arrived apparently. They whisked him down this elevator, and they shoved a something something up his wrist, and they put a something something in his heart, and he's okay. And by the time we got there, all of that was already done, and he was just l- laying in bed and very relieved. He actually had really great color and everything, and he apparently had um, he had a heart attack 19 years ago, and they put a big old stent in. It's, a stent is like this little wire mesh thing that they that, that they, they they went through his groin and up. And uh, I I intentionally forget some of this stuff because it's kind of ooh crazy. That's why I'm not a nurse. But his blockage was exactly where his other heart attack was, and so they put a stent inside his stent, which I can't believe you could do that. Um, wow. So it's been a heck of a heck of a few weeks. What can I say? I think the reason I even talk about it on the podcast here is because I I never want anybody to ever forget that life really can change on a dime. One minute you. You're editing some fun stuff and chit chatting online. What doing whatever it is you do, and the next, you don't know if you're going to have a loved one. It's just crazy. It, my my son always says that man plans and God laughs, and I I really that that that's kind of the way it goes. Um, another thing, another takeaway I hope you do that you take from here is that. Please treat those you care about as precious because they really are. If you have someone as awesome as my sister in your life, please remember that. And please treat them like gold because they are. We had so many kind and wonderful people throughout this entire experience that just went above and beyond the call of duty. And it's amazing to know that we have all these angels in our communities that are just so unsung. We they, we need to just thank them so much, which brings me to my next point. Let's, be, let's all be really kind to our hospital professionals. I have a sister and a niece who are registered nurses, and they're having a hard time of it right now. They really are. They're exhausted. We're breaking our medical system. I've never been to our ER when it's absolutely full and not even one room available. I I, I fear for people... This all, our drama happened before our big spike in um, COVID cases and people having to go to the ER for that. I just wish we could all be kind. Just be kind to one another. Do what you can to help. You know, if if they ask you to, like, do something crazy, like wear a mask here and there, I'm happy to do it to be able to keep our emergency rooms open because I don't want anybody to needlessly pass away or wind up with some sort of lingering condition because they couldn't get the medical help they needed when they needed it. And the last thing I want to bring up is, please follow your dream now, because tomorrow isn't a promise. We did not see my husband's heart attack coming. We did not see my own cancer diagnosis on the horizon All these things happen as a big old surprise, and they're not a good surprise. And so if you have a dream in your heart, if you feel like you have a reason that you're here on this planet, start working on that sooner rather than later, because it's so joyful and it's so wonderful. And like I said, tomorrow is not necessarily promised to you. Uh, If you're stuck and don't know how to uh, get that thing going, I wrote a whole book on it check it out at filbert like com. i would be so appreciative if you'd pick up a copy because tomorrow's not promised and i hope that next time we chat i'm gonna have a little funner chit chat thing topic there's the word <laughs> i hate when i forget words this has been notes from minnesota i'm beth erickson thanks for hanging with me You can find me at filbertpublishing.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, tell a friend. I'd sure appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you soon.